Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today there is only one thing to talk about as we discuss how the global coronavirus pandemic is affecting golf both at the professional and grassroots levels. Hi guys, Justin Rose here and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Thomas Clark and as ever I am joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing Elliot? Hello Tom, you're right. Sounding a yeah. bit more grainy than usual. Exactly, we are a little bit grainy because um, we're all working from home because of everything that's been going on. So uh, we're doing this over Skype. Uh, we think the sound quality is still good enough to uh, create the podcast. So fingers crossed you'll still have a good podcast to listen to. Now, obviously, we're probably going to jump straight into everything that's been going on. Since we last did a podcast, what's happened? Uh, well, quite a lot. Jump in if I forget anything, Elliot. Um, the Masters has been postponed. Tour Championship uh, was postponed after one round. The Players' uh, Championship. The Players' Championship, not the Tour Championship. Let's see, I've got one thing wrong already. Uh, the USPJ Championship has been postponed as well as well as several other big tour events that's on the professional side of the game but also at grassroots level for all you golf club members out there a lot of clubhouses have been shutting um golf courses are trying to stay open for the moment but there's an awful lot of stuff and golf along with every other sport around the world is having to come to terms with suddenly not being around for the moment how you been finding it elliot yeah, I, I don't know because I haven't actually been to a golf course yet, but from the reports we've been seeing, I think clubs are coping very well at the moment. I think with clubhouses closing, that's going to really impact their financials. But yeah, I think it's quite good at the moment. England Golf gave out some advice today, basically saying that golf can be played if you're being sensible. So uh, yeah, it's a lot better than, say, cricket. Like I know you play a lot of cricket and I think your season has been completely called off. Not well, not at the moment. It's been suspended at the moment, the cricket-wise. I mean, all sports obviously are are feeling the effects of this, and I think the advice which we're going to say we're going to actually say what England golf has said today. I think the advice England golf has come out with is very sensible. Um, I mean, yeah, cricket at the moment suspended. We have no idea whether we're going to have half a season, of, you know, three quarters of a season, or no season at all. So, and obviously, cricket is played over five months. Golf obviously is slightly more throughout the year. And But the thing that I think you've already mentioned there is how are the clubs going to cope? Um, and we've already seen some ingenious ways that clubs are trying to make sure that golf can still be played on their courses, whether it's uh, having no flags in or having the cup just poking out so people don't actually have to, to touch the flags or the, their ball won't touch flags and things like this. What's the best that you've seen? Yeah, I like that. Um, cups upside down. You've seen little bits of pipe in the cup so people don't touch that. Also at my local club, and I'm sure most clubs cross-country, um, bunkers are out of action or rakes can't be touched. Um, loads of things like um, seating putting out on the patio, which has been all right this week because it's been quite sunny. Clubhouses completely closed. Um, ball washers out of action as well. Bins out of action. I've seen places where you've been given a, a little bag to carry waste around. And at the end of the round, you just chuck it into a, a larger bin. So I think it's doing well. I mean, the government are advising people to self-isolate and social distance and golf can, you know, work with that. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, the chief medical officer, I know that you actually sent me a, a message earlier with a bit saying, actually, you know, people, if they're self-isolating or keeping the social distancing, they still want people to go out and exercise. They still say, look, you can still go to the park and run around, but you've just got to be, you know, sensible and make sure that if you, firstly, if you're one, in one of those vulnerable categories, which they said, which obviously a lot of golfers are, uh, that you're maybe self-isolating, but you know, don't go, don't interact with people too much. But you can still go out and enjoy the fresh air, and that's obviously one of the main things that golf is. Um, I'm going to say just just list um, quickly list what England golfers said. They said, in general, golf is a healthy pursuit played in the open air. The vast majority of golfers can continue to play it at your facility. Vulnerable groups or those with underlying health issues should heed government advice to self-isolate. Clubs should consider if it is appropriate for them to run club competitions slash, match, slash matches in line with government recommendations. Indoor social aspects of golf club life should be curtailed based on expert advice. But further on the course guidelines, visit our website. So I think the biggest thing there is about the indoor social aspects of golf club life should be curtailed. So that's really saying golf clubhouses should not be open now. And that's obviously something which is going to affect a huge amount of golf clubs. Yeah, let's not forget that this has been a disaster winter for GB&I in terms of flooding and courses have been closed more than they've been open. So I think just like a lot of things in this whole coronavirus pandemic, I think golf clubs are going to really struggle to survive. Obviously, the top ones should be fine and they might have like dodgy years, but I think a lot of golf clubs will be going out of business because of this. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that, this is the thing which I think is the most worrying thing about it. I mean, not only is it the golf clubs themselves, which is obviously they're already under pressure. There's also the staff that work at these golf clubs as well, whether they're in the kitchen or behind the bar or wherever they are. Um, with the golf clubs being shut down, they are not going to have any work at the moment. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on people, of course. I mean, golf clubs as a, as a whole, as a business, the government's already said that they're hopefully going to be able to give them some kind of um, some kind of benefits and, and packages which will actually mean that they can stay afloat as a business but the, the big question is we don't know how long this is going to go on for we weren't sure whether we were going to be in this situation a few weeks ago I, a few weeks ago I don't think we thought we were going to be in but we, we are whether we go into a full lockdown who knows but um, we just it's very hard for anyone to plan ahead because we don't know how long we're going to be in this position where the main uh, the main income for many of the clubs, i.e. their bar or their kitchen, will actually be out of action. So our heart really does go out to all you guys out there. If you're, you know, staying open, uh, if you're keeping the golf course open, or if there's anything that you are doing to try and combat this, to keep your golf course open, then do let us know by uh, contacting us on social media at Golf Monthly on Instagram and Twitter or Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook, or indeed you can email us, golfmonthly at ti-media.com, because we'd love to know what you guys are doing out there, and also if there's anything that we can do to help support you guys in these very tough times. Yeah, I would say that advice today, or reports out of the government, suggests that we're not going in a lockdown this weekend, which, you know, we heard rumours that that would happen, so I'm looking forward to playing in a, a midweek Stableford on Tuesday, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's quite positive at the moment that at least we can still get out and play golf and 
people listening to this and a lot of our audience will um, get out in the fresh air, hopefully, and play golf safely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. But, you know, I think common sense has got to prevail here. If you're in a situation where you are, if you're slightly elderly or if you've got some health issues, you know, take a bit of time off golf. That's not going to do any harm. Uh, actually, you might come back with a better swing. Who knows? <laughs> um, I, I was supposed to be playing at a golf weekend this weekend. Our, our, um, it's actually the Clark Cup that me and my brother organise each year. Oh, yeah. For my uh, cricket club uh, uh, society, and uh, we've just had to curtail that because we were actually going to stay away for. We were playing two rounds of golf and staying over one night. And as per the England golf advice, you know we can't really justify going away and being sociable for an evening, unfortunately. So um, that's something that we've had to bite the bullet on, and um, yeah, we'll have to go from there. But you know. Will golf continue? That's the thing. Will these golf clubs continue? We really hope that everything will go back to how it was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, obviously, slightly drier, and hopefully, come mid-July or something like that, or whenever this is going to going to end, uh, we can, you know, carry on. Obviously, it could be the whole summer could be wiped out. We just don't know at the moment. But um, I think the golfing community is a very strong one. And I'm sure a lot of people will rally around to help clubs and individuals if needed. Um, moving on from the grassroots game to the pro level, where there has been a lot of a disruption, of course. Um, the headline, of the main headline, of course, is that the US Masters has been postponed. Uh, do we think that it's going to go ahead this year? What do you think, Elliot? Uh, if you had a gun to my head, I'd probably say yes. There's uh, rumours of an October date. I've seen reports in the US media that hotel rates for, uh, I think, the 4th to 12th that week are skyrocketing and beginning to sell out. So I think Augusta, according to these reports anyway, may have contacted a school about their half term or whatever you call it in the States. Uh, so I'd probably say it would go ahead. But, you know, you, you never know, do you, with what's going to happen this year? I mean, and we wanted to go ahead, don't we? It's the it's for for many people the the highlight of the year. It's something that people look forward to each year, and it's it really gets us going for the golf season. Now, obviously, that's it's not going to happen this year. But if it could, imagine if it happens the week after the Ryder Cup, we're going to be golfed out, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that would be too much golf. <laughs> <laughs> from one extreme to the other. Um, but there's there's so much happened. I mean, the Masters. Have a year without the Masters just would not feel right. I think the only times that the Masters hasn't happened, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was just in in when was it World War Two? Have I made that up? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I know about the Ryder Cup, but I know it started in 1934. I think so. I'd imagine it stopped during think, the war. I think it was three years in the in the in World War Two when the Masters didn't happen. So we'll we'll have to look at it. But you know, it's it's we all desperately want it to happen. But we, we just also we need to make sure that everybody's safe and that they don't try and organise something to, again to have it then postponed again. Um, one positive, I suppose, is for Tiger Woods. He's he's still Masters champion. He's still going to be Masters champion for seven more months, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't in the best shape either leading up to it. Yeah, the amount he... of stories I wrote about, you know, this isn't great preparation for him this year. He's only played two events. So, uh He's actually yeah. got a bit of time to get healthy and uh, to get a bit and uh, get that swing right. So uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, Masters obviously when 
when the Masters was postponed, I think that's when it really hit home to a lot of people that this was a very serious thing that was happening. Obviously, then soon after the Players' Championship was was postponed as well after one round. Who was leading after the first round of the Players' Championship? Yeah, it was Hideki, wasn't it? He shot nine under. Exactly. Absolutely blitzed it and then said, oh, sorry, mate, that's it all over. So uh, I'm not sure he was too happy about it. But I think it was the sensible thing to do. They, had, they were expecting an awful lot of people on the uh, the property there at Sawgrass. So um, I think to keep them safe was the best best advice. Um, yeah, so, um, sorry, I was a bit out of the loop last week, wasn't I? Because I was in Poland. Yeah, you uh, were so... in Poland. I was at Centre Parks. So we It was all kicking off left, right and centre, wasn't it? So luckily we had Sam Tremlett covering it for us on the website. But uh, yeah, I arrived in Poland Thursday night and Friday night was told that the borders are closing midnight <laughs> Saturday evening. So instead of having a three night break, I had one full day and then had to fly back via Stockholm. So if I didn't... It's a great story though, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the romantic weekend away that you'd planned with your, your girlfriend, but never mind. No, because yeah. if, if I didn't get that flight home, I would still be there now. <laughs> since exactly. it's mental we could still be doing this over skype though i think couldn't we so uh but the uh the second big news well really big news was that uh, the second major of the year the uspga has also now been postponed this was due to take place in san francisco the bay area is currently a lockdown um the center for disease control banned gatherings of more than 50 people for eight weeks that was would have been when the uh uspga was on so um They've obviously had to postpone this. There was rumours that they were going to actually move venues. We still, that still could be something that happens. We don't know. We don't know, again, whether the USBGA is going to take place because there's only so many weeks in the year. And although October, November time is slightly quieter, it's going to take an awful lot of rearranging, isn't it? Yeah, the amount of tournaments that are being postponed. And I think the PGA Tour did it right by cancelling a lot of events, whereas the European Tour, I don't think they've cancelled a single event yet. Every single time, it's that they're postponing it. They're hoping it'll be, get played eventually. And yeah, I think that's quite unrealistic, to be honest. Yeah, I think people are, are being cautious, but at least these things are being moved aside because it just wouldn't be right. I mean, all sport is obviously in shutdown as it is. So um, I think they're doing the right thing here. Um, so what what other ones, that, what other big events? We've got so many big golf events this year. We like, Can you remember how excited we were in December and January? Oh, no, it's so sad. <laughs> and suddenly we don't know what's happening. So the US Open obviously would be the third one. So that's taking place due to take place in June. Um, that currently is still going ahead. However, the USGA has started cancelling regional qualifiers, which were due to be taking place around this time. Um, so we, it's already being affected, that, that event. So we don't really know what is going to go on with the US Open, do we? No, I don't think that'll go ahead either. Uh, just thinking as well, could you imagine at the start of the year, we're like, McElroy's definitely going to win a major this year, and it looks like that won't happen. I don't think there'll be a major this year. I know I said Augusta probably would happen, but I would not be surprised if there's like zero. Yeah, that was that positive Elliot and suddenly negative Elliot turned up three minutes later. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. and I mean, talking of the Open Championship, we have actually had an update from the RNA today which is Thursday, what are we, Thursday the 19th of March, they have come out saying that although they've had the, the odd uh, amateur championship which which is being disrupted, they are still at the moment 
going ahead as planned with the Open Championship, which will be the 149th Open Championship, which will be played at Royal St George's. Now, there's lots of different things we need to talk about this. The, the, the number I just said is very important. The 149th Open at Royal St George's because it's 2020. Usually every five years, uh, the Open it, Open is at St Andrews. It's not St Andrews this year because they want it to be uh, in 2021 when the 150th Open Championship is due to take place. Now, what happens now if... St George's is cancelled. It won't be the 150th. It will be the 149th. Um, if, <laughs> if no, it's brought you to silence there earlier. If St George's is cancelled this year or postponed, it, it will host it next year. St Andrews will always host the 150th. I think that's pretty certain. That may end up moving to 2022. You think that, that that's how, how they do it? I mean, that obviously will co- cause a fair amount of disruption, I suppose. But, I mean... The, the stand, you know, the stands. What the stands would have been going up at St George's already? I would assume. I think Martin Slumbers said not just yet. Not I think that, it takes okay. about three months, and we're four months out at the moment. Okay, well they've got to start making decisions on that, haven't they? So, um, yeah, I mean, we don't know about what's going on at the moment. At, as where we were at the moment, let's 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 look at where we are from the government advice. So last Monday, or well, yeah, Monday just gone. This is where they suddenly had this 12-week window where they were saying if you are one of these people who are in real danger, whether it's your age or your health, you know, you need to isolate for 12 weeks. That takes us to about mid-June-ish. Now, that could easily increase. I don't think it will reduce. But, you know, if if we're lucky and things are looking better, it could be around mid-June that we start to see um, some lessening of, of of the restrictions is that going to be enough time for the open to get sorted and ready maybe who knows but um i wouldn't think it's so. going to be touch and go isn't it also i know um i don't know if you read katarina johnson thompson she's very worried about the olympics going ahead yeah and i'm not sure. well let's That's talk about the olympics olympics will be the next next big event i mean that is um the big, big news is on the front page of every every sport website at the moment. The Olympics, obviously the biggest event in the world calendar, um, is really the, the the one big event which hasn't been called off so far. That is due to take place, and you might have to help me here, end of July, August, is that right? Uh, I think mid-July it starts. I know yeah. the golf's end of July. Yeah, so it's around, around that time. Um and there, it's, yeah, it's getting closer and closer where the, the, some decisions have to be made. Obviously, at the moment, it wouldn't be able to happen because there's actually borders are shut. Airlines aren't flying to all the places where they usually fly. And trying to get everyone one there could be very tricky, couldn't it? We were really looking forward to the Olympics. Justin Rose is going to have that gold. It sounds like Justin Rose is going to be gold medalist for even longer, isn't he, as well? Just like Tiger yeah. with the green jacket. Yeah, do you remember that stat I sent you the other day from Nosferati on Twitter, the world ranking guru? So if there's no golf until the 22nd of June, Justin Rhodes will not qualify if yeah. the Olympics goes ahead. Also, Tiger Woods uh, will not qualify either. Yeah, so we want some more golf, don't we? Because it's like, but on the on the Olympics, yeah. I know a lot of a lot of athletes are worried about their training leading up to it. Like, I guess they need a solid six months of of true preparation 
And I wonder if golf gets back up and running, will will they just say, right, we're we're doing next week's tournament? Or will they say, right, we're going to get back up and running in a month to give everybody time to prepare and you it's know, a, get there? It's a good question. There. It's a good question. I think, and I think we're, we're seeing that already. So we've had some more postponements. So on the European tour, what do we have? Golf Sixes and the and Made in Denmark? Yep, they're gone. Next event is the Irish Open 28th of May. And Keith Pelly says that they remain hopeful that the European tour will resume then, which seems unlikely. I, I think that's optimistic, shall we say. Because as we said, we've already said about that 12-week window. Uh, that would be within that 12-week window still, wouldn't that? Yeah, um, obviously going to be a massive event. Rory McIlroy returning to his National Open for the first time in two years. But yeah, that that doesn't look like it'll happen best, either. One of the best things about the Irish Open is that it's so well supported. They have huge crowds there. And I just, at the moment, I'm not sure whether that that would happen. Maybe it might have to play behind closed doors. I don't know. But a lot of very good events, which we were really looking forward to, are obviously really in uh, in danger here, aren't they? And then, of course, the last big event of the year just happens to be, well, it might not be the last big event of this year because we don't know what's going on, but uh, the Ryder Cup, um, this is due to be played at the end of September. Now, of course, that's the, one of the furthest events away at the moment, but there was a report in the Daily Telegraph that it was going to be moved to 2021. The Ryder Cup teams and actually the Ryder Cup official Twitter were very quick to deny that it was going to be postponed to 2021. And actually, Patrick Harrington, of course, the captain of the year, also called the report made up. But it's again, it's just more confusion. And there's so many things, even about the Ryder Cup, it may be taking place at the end of September. But all the qualifying for the teams is supposed to take uh, take place over this this time period. Um, I know the Americans, in particular, with their point system, were really putting some extra attention on how people played in the majors. With I think points being doubled for that. So this is all going to have a huge effect on how the Ryder Cup teams look, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Who knows? I know the uh, only time the match has been postponed was because of 9-11 and yeah. they took the teams that would have been playing that year and kept them for the next year. So, I mean, yeah, that was a time it was postponed. So that was obviously 2001. Uh, that's when we moved from odd numbers to even numbers. And I think with 9-11, it happened only a matter of weeks before that Ryder Cup was due to take place. Um, it's a slightly different situation circumstance at the moment because we know we don't have a clue what what the teams are going to really look like do we the people who no, are at the start to the season are up there um but those are some of those players you wouldn't expect to to get to still be in there would you no not at all we've got no idea who's going to be in the team do we so that's going to, going to be very <laughs> difficult to work out which essentially makes you think that it's going to be postponed yeah yeah so where where are we at the moment where what what does what does golf look like at the moment? So the next PJ Tour event on the schedule is the Fort Worth Invitation on the 21st of May. And the next full field European Tour event is the Irish Open on the 28th of May, which we've already said. Uh, Kelly, on the European Tour chief executive, has said he will remain hopeful of European Tour action resuming in Ireland at the end of May. But at the moment, we think probably those end of May events may be in jeopardy still because especially of this 12 week window that was spoken about last Monday yeah and then all these postponed events will then lead up to 
the FedEx Cup, what's going to happen with that? The race to Dubai, what's going to happen with that? It's a bit like the Premier League season being pushed back. Like that, is the 2020 PGA Tour season going to finish, or are they just going to completely write it off and start again next year? Yeah, and who knows? Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of money around sponsors and stuff like that, but as as fans of golf, we're not hugely, ex- you know, we're not hugely excited and bothered about who wins Order of Merits and, and FedEx Cups and stuff like that. It's a nice thing to look at. It's a nice thing to watch. But, you know, it's not it's not what we watch golf for. We really watch golf for, for the majors and, you know, and for who wins each week, really, don't we? So if they were to cancel the season or, or, or shorten it or whatever, I don't think it would have a huge impact on golf itself. No, not at all. It's, yeah. Golf is about the majors and the Ryder Cup, really, as a fan. And uh, they're the ones that we really want to see being played. I don't know if we'll see one or we'll see two, but I don't think we'll see all four. No, I would agree with that, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, the FedEx Cup is supposed to be in August. That's gonna, I'm not sure what that would look like. Race by obviously finishes in November. And that might be the time that actually we're looking to try and maybe fit in some of these majors. We don't know whether they're even going to try and do that. So uh, let's let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Is there anything else that you want to get off your mind for what's been happening over the last few weeks? Uh, no, not really. I, I just hope everyone's safe and keeping in good spirits and uh, excited for for the parties that are going to come when we're all out of this and for the great golf that we're going to watch on the telly, even football and boxing. Like I've been watching ice hockey and all <laughs> sorts of rubbish on the telly. I don't know what to do with myself. No, it is a bit mad. I'm catching up a lot of box sets. I mean, if people do want their golf fix, then obviously Golf Monthly can provide that to people. And we can obviously get to you without you having to leave your house either, whether it's through the website, we're pushing a lot of our instructions stuff and some of our great evergreen features on on our website so do check it out there's also of course breaking news kind of the petition which i mentioned several months ago is now up and running and live so that petition which i i've started up is all about trying to get the open and the masters back on free to air television now that doesn't mean it has to be on the bbc before anyone starts having to go at me about the bbc and how they're they do their stuff. All I'm, well, I've started this petition to try and say, look, we want to get the these two great tournaments back in front of as many eyeballs as possible. Is on free to air television. So if you would like to look at that petition, or if you would like to sign that petition even more, so do go onto the Golf Monthly website. If you click on any post, there will be a link for the petition there. But I'll also make sure that it's um, somewhere near the top of the homepage as well. We think it's a it's something that for golfers to get together and say, look, we need to make sure that we have these great tournaments on free to air television, so that as many people can see it and be inspired to take up the game of golf. Because believe it, we're going to need as many people as possible to be playing the game of golf when all this uh, stuff comes to an end. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll speak for you here, Tom. You've, I've seen some comments um, slagging this off a little bit, saying how. Uh, it's against Sky and oh, should Golf Monthly be free and all that. But I would say that we're both Sky subscribers. We both love Sky's coverage. But I think for the greater good of the game, it would be good to get these yeah, back, in, yeah, back in that category A yeah, side it's, of the it's, table. Yeah, it's a very good point, Elliot, because 
you know, I don't have an issue with the weekly coverage that Sky provides. They actually do great coverage of it. And I'm also not saying take the coverage of these majors away from Sky. The last few years, we've had great dual coverage of the Masters with Sky showing some, something and BBC showing something. And it means if you've got both of them, then you can have a choice to, where, to what you want to watch. You can watch the BBC and Ken on the course, or you can watch uh, all, all the gizmos and technology that Sky have over there. But if you don't have that choice, then actually that's what's stopping people getting into the game. And if you don't have Sky Sports or you can't afford it, you know, it's, a, it's an expensive thing to have. Then that's why I want. I want to. I want to make sure that people have that opportunity to do it. So I'm not bashing Sky or talk anything. I have Sky Sports and I watch an awful lot of it. And as I said, I think the the, the weekly coverage that Sky do of all their their events is absolutely superb, and they've really taken it to another level. So absolutely, this is all about those two events really: the Open and the Masters, the two great events which we know inspire people to get out and play the game of golf. So that's what this is all about yeah oh um sorry tom i do have something to add actually go for it this is nothing to do with what we've been speaking about uh, on my random flight to stockholm the other day on the way home i listened to a podcast that i had saved for like a year and i'm going to plug it it was um natalie pinkman's in the pink and it was an interview with nick doherty about his his life on tour and, and whatnot and i i've been saving it up and I, I haven't actually listened to it for a while because i thought oh i know all about nick doherty and uh, how his career came to a fold, but I'd really recommend listening to that. Uh, he speaks about the death of his mother on it, and that was um, very emotional. And uh, yeah, it was just great to get into the mind of Nick Doherty. It's quite an old one, so you have to scroll back, but well worth a listen in these uh, yeah, self-isolation days. He's one of the, the Sky Sports golf presenters and uh, former, I think a former columnist, or he's definitely a former cover star of Golf Monthly as well. Um, and there's loads of other good stuff on the, on the Golf Monthly website at the moment, so do check it out. Also, make sure to keep up to date on our social media, where we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've also, of course, got the new the Clubhouse Facebook private group, where you can talk absolutely about everything about golf, not have anything else in the way. Or, of course, the Golf Monthly forum on the website as well. So if you are stuck at home, bored, and you want to get your golf fixed, do check out all the stuff that we've got. And, of course... Something I've forgotten to say, of course, is the magazine itself. Now, if you ha aren't a subscriber to Golf Monthly, firstly, why not? Uh, but if you want to just pick up the old copy of it, you can now order um, copies online and they'll get delivered straight through your door. So, again, do check out any of the web posts and um, you'll be able to find a link to buying single issues of the magazine as well. So what are we going to do with the podcast for the rest of 2020 if there's no tour golf, Elliot? That's a very good question. Well, okay. Well, well, let's try and answer it. Well, we've got. Firstly, we want to hear from you guys. Is there any specials that you'd like us to talk about? Is there anything that you'd like to have us um, have a podcast just completely about? Whether it's about a tournament or a player or anything, let us know, and we'll see if we can get some of the the best minds from uh, from the uh, world of golf monthly to uh, to comment on that. Um, but also, we're going to be trying to get some interviews with some of the tour pros who must be just twiddling their thumbs uh, at home, wanting things to do. So if there's anyone in particular that you want to hear from, then let us know and we can contact those guys and see if we can set up interviews. Yes, um, on the sub subject of tour pros twiddling their thumbs, 
Eric Van Royen is officially now my favourite golfer. <laughs> Why is that? The uh, the video of him playing along to the Foo Fighters. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. If you haven't seen it, it's on our Instagram page. Um, but yeah, he's not just a great golfer. He looks like he's very handy on the guitar as well. Uh, noted, yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, lot of golfers mucking about on social media uh, over the coming months. So do check them out. And we'll be seeing also if they can give us any tips and advice for how to keep golf fit whilst being stuck at home. So um, hopefully we'll be able to share some of that advice to you guys as well. Elliot, what would um, you like to see the podcast on the podcast in the next few months? Uh, some great interviews, some great insight. I'd like to hear from golf clubs themselves how they are coping during these very difficult times. Uh, so it'd be good to chat to somebody about that. And um, yeah, just hear, listen to questions, answer what you guys want us to talk about. And hopefully some tour golf action. We can yeah. talk about the Masters. We can talk about the Ryder Cup. and We can react to some big stories going on in the golfing world again. That's the, that's the biggest thing that we want. We want some positive news hopefully not too far away where and um some hopefully some firm dates where we can again see the guys that we love seeing and watching hit the balls and hit the uh, hit the great shots and giving us fantastic entertainment hopefully that that news will come sooner rather than later so Elliot we're going to wrap it up now thanks for your time I think we've worked on the Skype we'll also try and get the odd extra person in see if we can get Nick to work out how to use Skype he's not very good with technology is he <laughs> no dreadful uh, right. yeah i hope this hasn't been too depressing for listeners and uh you know there's good times coming we hope absolutely so stay positive everybody out there stay safe and uh we will speak to you again next week <laughs>